Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders. We're talking about the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, and I'm here with David Barton and Tim Barton. Tim's a national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. David Barton, of course, America's premier historian and our founder here at Wall Builders. We appreciate you joining us, and we encourage you to check out our websites today, wallbuilders.com and wallbuilderslive.com. At those two places, you'll get a wealth of information, archives of the program, and the opportunity to come alongside us. Make your one-time or monthly contribution. That investment in freedom pays off, folks. I'm telling you, the more people learn the truth about what makes a great nation, the more they get the biblical foundations, the better off we all are, the better it makes our culture and our society, and the more likely we get members of Congress that will reflect those values as well. All right, David and Tim, second day in a row with a member of Congress that's uh, right there in the middle of uh, all of this... um, Oh, what shall we say? This fun that is happening in Washington, D.C., this this new majority in the House of Representatives, and, and now the Democrats do not control every level lever of power over there at the Capitol and the White House both, and it's uh, it, it's becoming very interesting. Yesterday, we had Brian Babin, a congressman from Texas. Uh, today, we're going to have a congressman from Oklahoma, which is just North Texas, but a congressman from Oklahoma, Josh Burkeen, a new member, freshman member of the of the uh, Congress, and, and looks like a, a, a good crop of freshmen this year, guys. Yeah, it's a great crop of freshmen. And by the way, Josh was one of those 20-some-odd that was part of the negotiation over McCarthy becoming speaker that went to 15 votes. And Josh was a senator from Oklahoma, state senator in Oklahoma. He is the guy who is the leader in fighting Common Core there. Uh, Josh grew up in politics under uh, Tom Coburn. Tom Coburn was congressman and senator, and Tom Coburn is one of the best U.S. senators we've had in our lifetime. And I'll tell you, Josh is like Colburn in values and beliefs, but he is such a strong God guy. Oh, does he spend time in the scriptures? His principles drive him. And so he is a really, really, really good guy. Um, he's just a really good friend, really close. And, and I, I got to point out with, with Josh being part of that 20 some odd, folks need to understand that despite what the media said, that was those 20 some odd, that was not about we don't want McCarthy for speaker. That was not it at all. There was really only two or three that didn't want McCarthy for speaker. The rest of them said, we don't want any speaker until we get rules changes. And we don't want to do it the way we've been doing it the last 20 years. We want to go back to the way it was in 1994 and the 94 revolution when Gingrich came in and we changed the rules. And at that point in time, members could really have influence. The way it's been for the last number of years, only the committees and only the the chairman and the speaker and the majority leader, they run the Congress. Uh, it was back in, in the mid-90s under Gingrich that every single congressman could make a motion from the floor and get things changed. So what happened was they negotiated to get it back. Where And what and Josh will talk about this, I'm sure, because he was telling me that now about 60% of the bills that come on the floor can actually be amended on the floor. And it was under Pelosi, it was under Ryan, and it was under Boehner, et cetera, that you, just want, you couldn't get any bills amended on the floor. So now every single congressman can have a voice in this thing and can start shaping bills. Uh, they made so many changes on how money can be spent and what you can spend it on, how committee chairs are done. Uh, I'm telling you, they made really good gains in this. And so this was not about McCarthy. This was about we want the system changed. And, and, and Josh was one of the leaders in that. And in fairness, right, if some of those 20 20- and maybe others, if they could have had the system changed and had a different speaker, they probably would have sure. been okay. <laughs> right, right. Right. I mean, 
you know, the idea of Jim Jordan being nominated for speaker, like, yeah, there's, there definitely were people that would have appreciated that. But dad, to your point, the, the, the 20 that were holding out, they weren't just fighting to keep McCarthy from being speaker. They were fighting for something much bigger. And even as maybe we even alluded to yesterday with Congressman Babin and what he was trying to do to, to, to change the dynamic at the southern border, there were there were individuals voting for McCarthy, like a Jim Jordan, voting for McCarthy, who were also supporting some of those fundamental changes that they knew were important along the way. And so you had people working with the 20, trying to help convince McCarthy and his team to come on board, some of that leadership to come on board, so that when people look at this, we also shouldn't just think that it was just these 20 that were fighting for these rules changes. It really was far more than just those 20 who were trying to get things changed. You know, we talked yesterday about Congressman Babin and what he was trying to do to get Southern border stuff done. And that ended up being one of the things that got changed again, for example, right, Jim Jordan, he was voting for McCarthy, but he also was working behind the scenes trying to ensure some of the stuff got done. He wanted it done quicker. But anyway, all that to say is it's not like it was 20 Republicans against all the other Republicans. There were a lot of Republicans working the middle ground with McCarthy's office, with the the, the leadership of the House at that time. And so when, when people think about the 20 and the fight against McCarthy, there was a lot more involved, but certainly kudos should go to those 20, that they had the courage, the backbone to withstand the pressure, the criticisms, all the things that came against them. Because, right, I mean, even there were times when Jim Jordan said, hey, guys, we just need to move on. When, when you know, unfortunately, you have guys like Dan Crenshaw, who is an American hero, saying that they were acting like terrorists for holding up the proceedings, getting villainized by their own side, when ultimately... At the end of the day, because of what they did, they were praised again. Congressman Babin yesterday literally was praising what was accomplished because of those 20 holding out. And, and, you know, guys, we've talked about this off air, maybe even a little bit on air. But in reality, this this is the way Congress should work. You should have these kinds of battles and stuff going on for the betterment of the nation as a whole. All right, we're going to go uh, to Josh Brakeen, a new congressman from Oklahoma, as David was mentioning earlier. Uh, just a solid guy, uh, really mentored well by Tom Coburn, one of the greatest members of Congress in our lifetime, and uh, was just an amazing American, a great loss to America uh, when we lost him a couple years ago. But we are uh, very excited about Josh and very excited about his service in the Congress, and he's going to be sharing with us when we come back. You're listening to Wallpaper. Have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in America? We're looking around for leaders of principle to step up, and too often, no one is there. God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, in every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. 
Welcome back to Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us, man. We're excited, very excited to have Oklahoma Congressman Josh Brackeen with us. Uh, this is uh, one of the 20, man. This is one of the guys that stood firm under immense pressure in Washington, D.C., and uh, a new member, by the way. So, I mean, this is uh, his first term there. He's been serving in the uh, Oklahoma State Senate. But, Josh, God bless you, man. We are so proud of you and just thankful that you had some time to, to call in and uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on. Well, well, thanks, Rick. I can tell you there were a lot of that that uh, group of 20 that were um, diligently taking Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 uh, for all it's worth, of leaning not on their understanding but in all their ways acknowledging him and believing he was going to make the path straight. And, uh, in fact, one morning before I went into the group meetings, Psalms 107, about he will lead you to an inhabited city, he'll give you a straight path, was resounding in my heart, believing for um, standing for what we believed conscious was was dictating and mm-hmm. and and praying lord thank you for a for a straight path in the middle of this amen amen well you know you guys uh just really gave a a a lot of people and when i say a lot of people i'm saying millions of people hope that uh that you can stand up for what's right and you can win you can have victories you guys ended up with a tremendous victory uh, all kinds of concessions that that we haven't seen in my lifetime and how the house is going to work and and before we even get any in, into any of that, you know, I always I always think about what causes a person to be able and willing to stand firm. You know, I think back to Ronald Reagan and how you know everybody in his administration turned against him on the tax cuts because at first it wasn't it seemed like it wasn't working. They were also all pro abortion, and and yet he just always stood firm. And 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 they're just hit in his background, standing against communism and Screen Actors Guild to the point that he also the fact that he was already famous, so he didn't care about all that stuff. Uh, they're just things that cause people to be stronger. And, you know, I was looking at your background, and, and, and I, I'm convinced that the strongest people in this arena come from an ag background. And, uh, and being a, I'm serious, being a rancher, you have so much more common sense that you don't fall for the insanity that's going on out there. And I just had to ask you, you know, how, how important is that, that and serving with Tom Coburn, who was one of the greatest Americans of, of, of my lifetime, um, those two things jumped out at me uh, well, off thanks, your resume, man. and I wondered if what you would say about those things in your background. So yeah, I, I so I grew up um, in the cutting horse industry. Um, in fact, I was and as a young man lived in Stephenville and and Joshua, Texas, when my dad was training cutting horses professionally. And when I was uh, when we moved back to Oklahoma, and he was training cutters, and I was um, getting on all those broncs, right? <laughs> he, he, he would say, "I'm too valuable to get hurt. You you start that goal." <laughs> so. And so I was, as a young man, was climbing on a lot of stuff that scared me and uh, broke hundreds of colts. And so, wow. in fact, I had a buddy from the ag background who sent me an old, old 1930, 40 picture of a guy grabbing ear and a horse down. And anybody in the ag community knows what that is uh, before you, you know, get on a horse, get his attention distracted. And so he was kind of making the point: this is analogous to ear and a horse down. And and and, and you know, and look, as a believer, as, as someone who is um, who knows that it's so easy to get your eye on the praise of man. Mm. Um, it, it, I don't want to bring it to be a place of pride of just, you know, you know, the cowboy background, but it's a place of really seeking the Lord and saying, is my, am I looking for the praise of man or am I looking for the praise of one? Um, yeah. For, uh, you know, does my identity come from a loving father and, and, and not from looking around seeing how people perceive me. And so I'd say both those in tandem. And then of course, Man, I had an incredible mentorship by Tom Coburn. Uh, many people remember him in the United States Senate, Senate standing up on Bridge to Nowhere, etc. And yeah. he had he was a he was a man who who was in the Word of God. He was he was uh, uh, he was solid because of his faith. 
and he mentored all of us that served on the staff, just uh, mm-hmm. just adored him. And so, yeah, all that translates, and you decide, all right, uh, conscience asks the question, is it right? While vanity asks the question, is it popular? And, and cowardice asks the question, is it safe? Ooh. Oh, that's good, brother. Man, that'll preach right there. I can do a whole sermon out of that. That's uh, <laughs> that, that, you, you need to do a whole book on the on those three. That's that's so good. And 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 you know, you've said you're, you even on your website, you say I, I don't and and won't play political games. I will confront them. Winning elections means nothing if we lose our nation. Just to quote you, I mean that's that's essentially what you guys faced last week. It was you know, hey, uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna stand for what's right and not not cave to the pressure and not just do business as usual. And I, I, for me on the outside, and for the people I was talking to, just from the outside looking in. It sent a signal to us that there was hope that you could actually eventually drain the swamp, and that there were people willing to stand up. And and, I, and you tell me if I'm uh, even close on this, but it seems to me what you guys did not only did it win all those concessions and everything, it set the stage for the next not just two years, but maybe ten years to to basically say kind of I hate to keep bringing up Reagan, but but just like when Reagan took on the air traffic controllers and and stood his ground, it sent a signal to the Soviet Union this guy's serious. So he had to fight his his own first here in America to send the signal to those in the Soviet Union that he was serious and ultimately ended up, of course, winning the Cold War. I feel like you guys sent a signal by fighting your own in, in your own party for what was right. You sent a signal to the left and the White House, to the Senate, uh, to, to those that you'll be negotiating with so much over the next two years that you will stand your ground. Is that at all being acknowledged or recognized, do you think, by, um, you know, those not only those in our party, but those on the other side? So I, I think there were a lot of people that, even though it was uncomfortable, are looking at the result and, and saying, man, <laughs> we got a good result. And yeah. a, a historic precedent. I mean, I know I'm, I'm talking to wall builders. I'm a, I'm a fan. I've been a fan of wall builders for years uh, and followed David Barton for years and you. And I to go back to historical precedents, we actually used to have a deliberative body. And yeah. since 2016, to have no ability from the floor for the regular rank and file to offer an amendment on the bill. Crazy. If you know history, you know how wrong that is. Uh, the guy yeah. that I worked for years ago, when he was in the contract with America, Tom Coburn, and, and from Oklahoma, Steve Largent, and many others, uh, if you look at history from 95 to 2000, the same contract with America that balanced the budget by 2000, that was actually taking our, our, our budget seriously and debt and deficit spending back then seriously – they they had 50% to 58% from 95 to 2000, a five-year window, where every – not just minor bills, not just in, insignificant bills, but all bills, 50 to 58% were allowed to be modified on the floor through an open amendments process. Yeah. In 2016, that number is zero. And so wow. you, you have a consolidation of power, and and so this is – saying, we need a deliberative body again. You don't just need to offer people omnibus bills to vote yes or no. How about 12 appropriation bills that 10 years ago used to be in play, where budget caps actually meant something, where the yes. budget committee actually meant something? And these are things that people look at and they you know, glaze over because it gets boring. But that's what makes but it matters. The Congress deliberative. Instead of 10 super legislators, nine members of the Rules Committee handpicked by the Speaker who decide what amendments are allowed on the floor, and then it becomes party governance whatever party's in power to protect their members from tough votes, and then you end up with these bloated Christmas tree spending uh, bills. And so what we're forcing is is a change to that system. And, and you know, without that, it, it throws reason and logic and, 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 like you said, being able to deliberate and, and, and sharpen each other's countenance and 
it throws all that out the window. I mean, what? Why even have a you know constitutional republic and a legislative body if you're not going to have the chance to try to change each other's mind or improve the bill or you know d- debate the specifics of it and have those amendments? I mean, it's just I, I, I can't even imagine. You know, I mean, why not just let each state send in a vote via you know computer if you're not going to actually be allowed to to discuss it and, and debate and use some common sense? So I. I am so glad. That was one of the things that really stood out to me in the package. Yeah, me too. Of, of what, what I fought for. I, and I will yeah. say this. It didn't go far enough. It's not a full open amendments process. It's only amendments yeah. that cut spending. But I will tell you, as somebody who was a protege of Tom Coburn, I know the value of being able to go to the floor and put amendments up to cut spending. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I, I can't wait to get to watch you do it, too. I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I, yeah, so it, it, it's uh, overall, I just, um, I'm just through. And, and not to, this is not to sugarcoat the battle that you're in or, you know, to, to, to turn a blind eye to what you guys face. Cause it is an uphill battle. You've got a Senate that, that is obviously going to try to block everything you guys try to do and a, and a president that'll veto anything good if he's able to. And so the negotiation is going to be so important, uh, but it's a big victory. And as I said, I think it's not just for these two years. I think it's for the next 10. It really, well, that, really that's sets reality. It yeah. The hope is, is when Republicans get in control, these rules stay in place. The people have got to demand, you know, the ability, single subject bills, you know, through the yes. leverage we applied, uh, single-subject bills are not going to be in place as part of the Republican rule. 72 hours to actually read legislation before it goes to, to the floor. That, uh, that Morgan Griffin was able to get negotiated uh, prior to the three-day standoff was that single-subject. And the leverage we were applying, forcing some some serious conversations to happen that hadn't happened in years, to say yeah. no more bad provisions camouflage in these big bills. Uh, a debt Love ceiling it. has to be tied with spending cuts. Like We're going to get a congressional term limits bill. I mean, that's another man. part of these concessions from the speaker. Yeah. And so, and then these I'm going to land the plane and say this um, economic security is national security. Uh, I am convinced prayerfully that this $31 trillion national debt that was just half of that a decade ago, mm. that we are headed to, fisc- to a fiscal cliff. The CBO says that half of our entire budget will just be interest, annual debt service, interest on the debt only by 2050. That, that is, yeah, people say that's over 25 years away. Man, you know, 25 years can pass all, all, all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, don't blink. Don't and, blink. And, and so for those of us that are 40s, 50s and realize, man, it wasn't so long ago. I was That's right. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> and, but more importantly, even quicker than that, CBO, Congressional Budget Office, is telling us we're going to have a trillion dollars just in annual debt service, interest on the debt only before we get to the end of this decade. Wow. That's, almost, that's just six years away. Trillion yeah. dollar flush down the toilet, interest payments on our debt. Well, it's not sustainable. Yeah. And we need a great awakening. And politics is downstream of culture, as I've heard David Barton say many times. And we've got to have people who are demanding we stop being a a slave uh, to the lender. Yep. Amen. Amen. Boy, it's a it's a it's a gargantuan task without without question. Uh, But there there is uh, I love the way the wind is blowing right now. There's just there's an appetite out there. For you guys to back you guys up and 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 to 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 be with you not just through the next two years but um, the next election cycle and and really bring in the the, the necessary big big changes that are necessary to save this country and uh, we're going to need uh, we're going to need you know guys like you right there on the front lines fighting for it and y'all prove that you're willing to do that so we're encouraged brother we're going to be praying for you in fact let me just ask you that as our as my last question what specifically can our audience and our team here at Wall Builders be praying for you and your family about oh I appreciate that just. Uh to lean not on our own understanding, to just mm-hmm. really, you know, be people that, you know, there are, there are levels, deep calls into deep, right, the Bible says, and to, yeah. to make sure that I'm a person that uh, doesn't think more highly of myself than I ought to, 
And I have the, the humility, which comes with wisdom, to know that uh, without the Lord that made this country so unique and a shining city on the hill, uh, the decks of the Arabella, right? That was John Winthrop's uh, common commentary that Ronald Reagan reiterated, um, yeah. that we do have a destiny. And it doesn't just impact us. And we can be a shining city on a hill or a byword among the nations. Actually, um, in my David Barton Wallbuilder's Bible, it's in Psalms 44. I think, they, I think John Winthrop in 1620 pulled that right out of Psalms 44. So mm. it's a choice before us. It will be a byword among the nations. It will be a shining city on a hill. And we do have a destiny if we'll pick it up and, and go with the Lord on it. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Oklahoma, for sending Josh to Washington. That's going to bless not only you, but uh, the rest of the country as well. Brother, God bless you, man. Look forward to having you back soon. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate you, sir. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you being on. We're back with David and Tim now. And, uh, man, guys, that I mean, you know, it's not Good News Friday, but for all of our listeners, what a good news program just to know we're getting members like that elected to Congress. I tell you, this is big stuff that happened. I, I talked to Josh several times as, as those multiple days and 15 votes were going on. And as this thing got settled, he sent me a text that I just, it, it's worth me going over some of the stuff he, he explained in there. Here's what we did. And so as he pointed out uh, in, in this text to me, he said, since 2016, no bill has been modified on the floor. But back in 1995 to 2000, between 15 and 58% of bills were modified. This means the Rules Committee. That's one of the rules changes they got is that the Freedom Caucus gets to have members on the Rules Committee. And the Rules Committee is such that no piece of legislation goes to the floor until the Rules Committee puts a rule on it. And generally, there are four rules. That's what's called an open rule, which means when it gets to the floor, anybody can add anything to it. A closed rule means that when it gets to the floor, nobody can add anything to it. An open modified means that when it gets to the floor, you can add amendments. And a closed modified means when it gets to the floor, only what the, the leadership approves can be, be added. So what it means is we're going to get all these bills that go to the floor where guys can add their ideas. And let's say that a whole bunch of congressmen support something and the speaker doesn't. Hey, it's going to get in the bill this way. So this is really good. Next thing he pointed was it's a church-style committee that allows us to look into the weaponization of organizations like the FBI. Church goes back to Frank Church. He was a, a senator from Idaho. And this goes back, literally, um, this goes back into uh, 1975 when they found out the CIA was assassinating foreign leaders. And, and they go, what? That's against the law. You can't do that. And so Frank Church, a Democrat, set up a committee with John Tower, and they looked into all the abuse that was going on in the CIA. And so that's what this church committee is. They're going to look into the weaponization that's going on in the FBI against all these different organizations, whether it's pro-life groups or, or all this other stuff. So that's a really big change. Uh, they will get a term limit vote. It will be single subject bills. This is the one I've been harping on for 20 years. They have these Christmas tree bills where they add every single thing to a bill. That's why the budget has not been introduced by Democrats in years. They don't want a budget. They want a single bill like the National Defense Authorization Act. And on the defense bill, they're going to put every social program they can find because they know Republicans are going to vote for defense. And that's where they'll add every program. A single subject bill, man, that is so huge in changing the, the complexion of the nation. Uh, Texas border plan, that's another really big one. We talked with Brian Babin yesterday. And so that's something that they now have that's going to happen. Uh, a budget that stops increase in the debt ceiling. So what happens is they keep overspending and they have to pass these bills to say, well, to get this year's $1.7 budget in, we have to raise the debt ceiling. This says you can't raise the debt ceiling. 
you're now going to have to make the budget fit within what's there, and you can't raise the debt ceiling. Uh, another one they got is they're going to end all COVID mandates and all COVID funding, period. And they're all also going to get 72 hours to be able to read a bill. They will not vote on any bill until they've had 72 hours to read it. That is such a huge thing because even when they passed the, the uh, Stop the Inflation Act, Inflation Reduction Act, they didn't have time to read the 2,500 pages and found out it gave the EPA and all these other groups all sorts of stuff, very little related infrastructure or inflation. So that's a big deal. The final thing is they will be able to defund a single agency leader, such as Mayorkas. You know, people have introduced resolutions of, uh, of, of impeachment against Mayorkas, trying to say he needs to be impeached for what he's doing. Well, they have the ability now with these rules changes to simply say, you know what? We're going to drop his salary to $1 a year, and they can simply defund him. And so they don't need the Senate. They don't need the president. The House all by itself can start pulling some of these agencies and agency leaders in and getting them under control. So uh, what happened in those three days of negotiations? And again, the media was, was saying how discombobulated the Republicans were. They can't agree. No, it was all about major systemic reforms. And this gives us a real chance to change the direction of the nation. I haven't been this happy about something come out of Congress in years and years. And, and I mean, Josh Burkeen and these guys. And Josh, it wasn't about, and by the way, that's the other thing, is they can now have a motion on the floor to vacate the chair. So if if McCarthy doesn't keep his word, they can vote him out. They'll have a motion on the floor, and you can guarantee all the Democrats are going to say vote him out. It only takes two or three Republicans going that way. So that makes sure the Speaker is going to be accountable to the caucus and to keep his word. This is just great stuff. So many good things to celebrate. Lots of good stuff happening in uh, 2023, and I'm really excited about the agenda. All those things you just listed, David, just, just I mean, <laughs> any one of those would be, would be saying, wow, it's so great to be able to talk about an issue from the right perspective and to have members of Congress pushing that forward and actually getting votes on those things. The process, the rules, I mean, there's just a lot to celebrate, folks, and uh, votes for a, a, a good 2023. Again, as we said from the, you know, yesterday and today, doesn't mean it's going to pass the Senate, you're not going to get it past this president, uh, but it moves the agenda forward and it allows us to have the debate, educate people on it, and continue to fight for the things we believe in, and that means ultimately win enough people over where we end up winning those things that we believe in. That's what we're all about here at Wobblers, rebuilding the walls. Thanks for being a part of that. Thanks for listening to Wobblers. Stand on this.